0: Back everyone to another edition of Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News and Reviews talk, specifically on the news. Uh, yeah, I've been busy these la- the last two weeks, and I missed out on a lot of news. And then some big news happened yesterday. So <clears throat> let's just wrap. Let's just try and catch up to everything. And anyway, I've been dealing with. Um, with life, I've been having to do work more. We're almost in the holiday season, and it just makes me exhausted to do the work, so I decided to wait a little bit longer. So, finally, uh, with the holidays coming around, we can finally talk about some of the end-of-the-month stuff that I have in October, throughout October and early November. Uh, so... Phil Spencer decides to come out and publicly admit that it's been too long since a major first party exclusive game landed on the Xbox Series X and S speaking with same brain on YouTube, Spencer said he understands why players are frustrated with the lack of Xbox major Xbox-only games, with basically Halo Infinite being the most recent, but know that 2023 is said to be a big year for the company. One thing we've definitely heard loud and clear is that it's been too long since we shipped where people would say it's the big first-party game. I mean, we could have ex- have our excuses on COVID and other things, but in the end, I know people invest in our platform and they want, and they want to have great games. Uh... No, that is a legitimate reason, and you should have told them, Okay, I hear you, but we had COVID, and the world kind of went to hell. That kind of takes precedence. Anyways. <laughs> We're excited about 2023. We've talked about games that are coming, and these ga- those games are tracking well. Getting our first real Xbox first-party games out of Bethesda, them Ship, Redfall, and Starfield will be a lot of fun. Ah, uh, yes, because Todd Howard has always been known to be to be the most pathological, honest person in the history of mankind. <sighs> damn it. Forza Motorsport Ace expected to be released in spring 2023, adding to the Xbox lineup for that year and returning to the Simulator-based series for the first time since 2017. So, yeah. <clears throat> Also, while Xbox does have some consequences of this holiday period, this is the final talking weapon shooter high on life and is perhaps missing a blockbuster title to compete with PlayStation's God of War Ragnarok and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So, yeah. Phil uh, so Spencer, I understand why there was no major first-party games on the Xbox because there was a massive pandemic. People were no idea how to work work remotely home yet and therefore they had to adapt, which took longer. Like I get, you're trying to be customer friendly, but like you, you, there has to be a time you have to just say, "Look, we were in a global pandemic; we kind of had no control over that." So yeah, we had to delay stuff, and also you're really banking on Todd Howard to save the day. Oh god. Meanwhile, um, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two that came out. Uh, oh god. Apparently they are pissed off. apparently Amsterdam Hotel is pissed off at uh, Activision Blizzard for their unwanted involvement. The manager of said hotel uh, said the business is currently considering how to deal with the near exact recreation in Modern Warfare 2's tradecraft level and Greenberg Hotel multiplayer map. We're taking note of the fact that the controversial whatever hotel is undesir is undesirably the scene of the new Call of Duty. More generally, says the manager, we don't support games that seem to encourage the use of violence. The game in no way reflects our core values and regret our apparent and unwanted involvement. Oh god damn it. You you, you do realize this is not real, right? Like, I know that Modern Warfare is a little bit on the real-world side, but it's not real. The game is not real, and I don't recall brands complaining that much, as far as I'm aware. The internet was different for me back then. When Modern Warfare 2 of 2009, if I recall that was the year... There was no report of mass exodus of corporate sponsorship deals or anything. They were just like, well, they're in the game. Well, they're considered free publicity, right? Right. Like, wouldn't you think this was kind of an awesome moment to get, you know, (laughs) get free publicity? But yeah, the, the right now it's considering what steps to take but no gave no indications to its plans. Whether it be legal action, something else, or nothing at all, I hopefully hope they pick the latter and just, you know, just move on with life. And plus, they didn't even go with the name. It's just, they just gave, gave it with a different name, not the uh, Conservatorium Hotel. It's just a place that just looks like it. I mean fine, but, like, okay. Meanwhile, Stargirl, from CW and formerly on DC Universe, uh, has been cancelled after three seasons. According to the line, the team behind Stargirl had the early heads up that the series would not continue beyond its third season so they could wrap the story in the script room. Rea- remaining episodes of Stargirl will air on Wednesdays through December 7th. with creator Jeff Johns com- promising a complete creative closure at the end. Uh, he talks about how Girl has always has a special place in his heart considering he considering the character and a lot of the aspects of her of the character is based off of his sadly passed away sister who died in an accident. So yeah, I get why Star Girl is so important to him and why he's running another series with her and the JSA since that was his big break. With all the brewing changes at the network, we were aware of this possibility of being the last season, so we went with that in mind and had delivered, what I believe, the best season star goal yet with complete creative closure. The cast and crew are extraordinary. I mean, like, if you're Ray Fisher, then you will have problems if we bring that up again. And I'd like to thank them for helping me bring this series to life. Burke, uh, Breck embodied Courtney in every way possible. Grace, strength, and humor exceeding my wildest expectations. I am grateful that WBTV me and the CW for giving us a home to tell us the story and to honor my beloved late sister. I mean, I'm beyond thankful to the fans and press who have always championed us for three amazing se- se- seasons. Most se- series never get this far. Well, nowadays a lot don't, unless you're, unless you're old, established properties or have name recognition. We couldn't be more proud of our show and the fan community it's built. So, yeah. Stargirl is over after season three. Um, this came out after Nextstar Media Group completed its uh, acquisition of the CW from co owners, one of the brothers discovering Paramount Global, who had retained a 125 ownership interest in the network, with Nextstar taking 75% major- majority stake, which is now headed up by Dennis Miller. So, yeah, this is part of that. Rumor that believe that it's indicated that it was going to shift the CW's demographics by moving towards unscripted content in other shows. Other cancellations, this is Batgirl, The Flash, Riverdale, Nancy Drew, Legends of Tomorrow, which was canceled after seven seasons and more than half episodes. Of- and, yeah, it's it's a stinker since the Arrowverse kind of never will get the proper conclusion. Honestly, they probably should have ended it after Crisis. But, uh, Yeah they could have just wrote never the end with the Justice League forming and if there was ever a possibility of going back to that universe okay but then like they kept teasing all this stuff they were planning to do in the comics even when they decided to bring the comic book debut of the verse more and well now we got all this with the uh, Kingdom Come storyline being the uh, big definitive thing that was going to connect everything. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, remember Iron Man that's being made by EA and we're all already dreading what EA's going to do? Well, apparently Marvel had agreed to sign a three-year game deal with EA starting with Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what Y- 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 you're kidding, right? Y- y- you're kidding, right? Y- y- you're not really doing this, right? Uh, and you're saying it was because of how they handled the Star Wars license? <laughs> Even though they got Disney, of all people, knocking on their door, telling them to knock a DF off with the microtransaction DS and loot boxes? With the debacle that was Battlefront 2? Yeah. Marvel... Y- you you did all your own by Disney. I don't think you did. You talk to them about this idea. I mean, I would have probably preferred it more if you just went somewhere else. i mean, like, it's hard to really say because now we're trying. Now we're in an industry where we're trying to figure out who's the least scumbag of developers of developers. developers, 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 developers. I'm like, Ubisoft has their horror in this track record. Activision Blizzard is Activision Blizzard, and uh, Microsoft would probably only make their games PC and Xbox exclusives, so... And they want to get everyone involved, so that includes PlayStation, and they can't go back to Sony because they already have Spider-Man and Wolverine. So... Yeah, we're, we're kind of stumped on what developers we can go with. I'm pretty sure Marvel, I mean, was like, okay, we need to go to like the worst. We need to go to the least scumbag developer. Um, I mean, we kind of ran out of those. I mean, like maybe EA because, well, I'm like they're scum, but like they're not Activision, Blizzard, Ubisoft scum. <sighs> but, And I would say go to Square Enix, but we all know how that worked out. And we also know how Square Enix is nowadays uh, more about, uh, you know, NFTs. I'm like, you could probably have gone to the Embracer group, but then we had to worry about Randy Pitchford and his uh, pathological behaviors in past times. So, yeah, I think we were screwed either way. Meanwhile... So, yeah, uh, this is part of a report that, uh, that saying that we, ha- we have an int- intentional, deliberate strategy to have a balanced portfolio. There will be Marvel fans who don't play other Yay games. Gee, I wonder why. We don't know what the third or second game will be featured around. There will be follow-ups to the Iron Man game. Similar to what Insomniac did with Spider-Man. It's been out of time, Miles Morales, and the upcoming sequel... No idea. I'm hoping they could go for three different heroes, like try and diversify the Marvel catalog because we mostly stuck with Spider-Man and movie tie-in games. And then we had the Avengers game that also had Spider-Man on a PS exclusive side. <laughs> and that at least took some risk with having a more unknown character compared to Captain America's... Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk with uh, Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel... And now she's more known because of the uh, Disney Plus show. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm hoping they go for more new for other characters in the lineup. Like you could just slap Marvel's name and it would work. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, IKEA sent a cease and desist letter to indie developer for making fun of furniture stir- for-, for making furniture store survival game. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. So apparently uh, this game where you play as a fer- in a furniture store and spending the night there is apparently part of a uh, trademark infringement and was given 10 days to change parts of the games that allegedly represent IKEA. That includes the blue and yellow sign, a Scandinavian name, S T Y R, a yellow vertical striped shirt and a grey path on the floor and some furniture. All the foregoing immediately suggested the game would take place in an IKEA store. Um <laughs> uh, the IKEA even went ahead and attacked press outlets and gate and content creators about for drawing the comparison, and that's their evidence. I mean... Okay, that, that, that was a thing. Meanwhile, um... So... We got the Batman, the Penguin spin-off that's coming out that takes like just pretty much moments a week or so after the events of what de- went down in the Batman movie. And we're gonna get the, the arrival of Sofia Falcone, the daughter of Carmine Falcone, and who will fight the Penguin for control of the city. So, yeah. And considering how we already had how we have Sofia Falcone shown in both Gotham and Batman: The Long Halloween, and in Batman: The Long Halloween she died, which means we probably won't get Dark Victory in that in that Tomorrowverse. So yeah, Sophia Falcone will be back... Sophia Ca- Falcone has been casted by um, Kristen Millet. I'm trying to pronounce that last name I tried. Uh, has, who is going to play it. She played in the... She also known... She was also known for appearing in How I Met Your Mother as the titular mother, as well as the 2020's Palm Screens, HBO, Ma- Max's Made for Love, and Peacock's The Resort. And... Yeah, and apparently Matt Reeves has a bunch of plans to do follow up on Batman's universe to get the villains started out. And, yeah, this takes place about a week after the end of the film. And so, is still somewhat underwater. I read the script for the first episode, and it opens up with my feet splashing through the water in Falcone's office. Even just that alone, I read it, I was like, oh, jeez. So... Yeah, Gotham is kinda underwater, so expect. So I wouldn't be surprised if Batman showed up in this. Oh, don't worry, we'll, we'll get to Batman stuff later. Meanwhile, Marvel has reportedly casted Wonder Man for their upcoming series on Disney Plus of Wonder Man. I tried, I really tried to pronounce this name, but I'll just sum it up as quickly as I could. He plays Black Manta from the Aquaman movie. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh... The actor made headlines recently, calling his role on Aquaman clown work, saying he likes to balance comic book appearances with more serious films, such as The Trial of Chicago 7, and it's Morpheus in The Matrix Resurrections through 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 a continuity that you have to play an MMO game that's no longer online to understand what the hell he looks like. Why he looks like a younger person. So yeah, um, Wonder Man... So this is probably tying into the whole Wonder Man character that will probably tie into Wanda and Vision, since he has ties with them, since, you know, he was a key member of West Coast Avengers. West Coast Avengers! Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, Wonder Man will be a comedic tone, because all the Marvel shows have been so far that... In terms of its project, in terms of its personality, and the MCU as a whole, so yeah, so good luck, good luck with that. Meanwhile, Crystal Lake is getting a ser- is going to be a series, a prequel to Friday the Thirteenth, from Hannibal creator Brian Fuller at the helm. In a reveal from Peacock, Filler is listed as the writer, showrunner, and executive producer of the series. For now, more details of the prequel are slim, but Filler is accomplished by executive producer, accompanied by executive producers A24, Mark Dobaroff, Victor Miller, and Rob, I can't pronounce his last name. Friday the 13th is the most iconic horror franchise in movie history and we were dying to revisit the story of our upcoming drama Crystal Lake we can't wait to get to work with Brian Fuller gifted visionary creator who I've had the pleasure of being a longtime friend and collaborator along with our incredible partner since A240, A24 in this updated version for Peacock that will be a long, thrill long standing friend to the franchise Susan Rover of NBC Universal Television Streaming Chairman and entertainment content. <laughs> He's also worked on past. Fuller has also worked on credits for Star Trek and Carrie. Rosalie Fuller was also ex- so the NBC Hannibal series de- developer, writer, and executive producer, which uh, people have tr- have praised in the past. So, yeah, we'll see how that works. Meanwhile, uh, tragedy in the Twitterverse. Um well besides the fact that Twitter is currently a dumpster fire more than ever and currently trying to destroy itself because Elon Musk is crazy. But besides that, video game newshound Nibble is has left Twitter and has retired from gaming journalism altogether. <sighs> yeah. He's ending his video game coverage and his active participation on Twitter, so... He's also leaving the account up, but set it to private, and he doesn't want anyone to take his handle and use it for malicious purposes, which, yeah, I totally understand, man. And... Yeah, on his Patreon, they said they weren't able to create a sustainable and reliable revenue for news coverage, saying, I miscalculated the value of my Twitter activity and realized that nothing is worth supporting by itself for the vast majority of people. It's not me who is popular, but the works that is useful. It is not valuable by itself, but a comfortable time saver. I get that, and I get that now. He's also looking to refunding recent payments on the Patreon page and has already activated the billing services. And he does say... He mentions Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter, saying that the platform has experienced good leadership yet, and that they don't see it changing anytime soon, with the CEO in charge now. I do not trust this platform. I do not trust Musk. his in seemingly infinite in- immaturity. I do not think Twitter will fall apart instantly, but it could die with a slow death. Why waste more time? Well, that's a horror. Uh, oh, and also, um, the blue checkmark controversy. The less I talk about that, the better. So, Phil Spencer has decided to finally come out and say firmly, with complete dedication to the craft, that Call of Duty will be on the PlayStation, as long as there's a PlayStation to ship to. Yes, Call of Duty's staying. They're not taking Call of Duty. It's staying forever. Probably because it made a whole bunch of money and they realized, okay, we can probably make more money if we keep it on the PlayStation as well. And we need to somehow win the investors over so we can get the deal ready. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, yeah, he announced that Infinity... So he said, um, yeah, Phil Spencer even... Phil Spencer has given his blessing to Call of Duty to stay on the PlayStation, similar to what they've done with Minecraft since they also own that, and they will keep the PlayStation C- Call of Duty happy forever, until PlayStation and Sony eventually collapse in on itself because they lost their minds. Great games, yet horrendous consumer practices! Heck, the PlayStation even shipped 25 million consoles to date! Yay! <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the director of Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, is officially in the can by sharing a sneak peek of Zachary Levy's titular character in action, saying, Fish, now for a little time off. Alongside an image of Billy Bass suit, suited up as his superpowered powered alter-eagle, bearing a magical staff in the middle of a stadium illuminated by a lightning bolt. As you do in the DC Universe. So, yeah, so we got the two guys is coming to, you know, cause fury and destruction and yeah, so yeah, and it does seem, look like Black Blackhound will not be in this movie or pop, he could show up in a post credit scene. But there hasn't been any conversation yet, but after the return of Henry Cavill's Superman in Black Adam, which is doing well at the box office, last I heard, up until Wakanda Forever came out, and the battle that will rage between the Shazam family and the, Shaz- and the Black Adam family and the Superman family, it will be mass chaos. 40 years of darkness, weather and seas boiling, A dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. All right, we get the point. Also, since the PlayStation Script Plus uh, service got revamped um, with the Spartacus program, it's the best way to describe how it went. Um, They lost 2 million. (laughs) So, that's a 4% decrease from 47.3 million at the end of June to 45.4 million in three months. Damn. Meanwhile, Ghost of Shushima, according to a former Capcom producer, is weirdly similar to Resident Evil. What? No, no, I'm being serious. As a game about Japan made by non-Japanese developers, Ghost see Tsushima kind of reminded me how we at uh, Capcom had Japanese developers made a horror game set in the U.S. of Red Resident Evil back in the day. At the time, it might have been surprising for people that it was made by Japanese developers. Um. Does. He, he does know that Japan ga- uh, Japan company makes a Dynasty Warriors series that's set in ancient China. And that's a Japanese company, Koei, and they're making a Chinese video game. Um, um, okay, that, that's just random talk he just did. Meanwhile, with the appointment and inauguration of James Gunn and Peter Safan at DC Studios, Henry Cavill came out and said, I have not met James yet in an interview with IGN. I'm looking very forward to meeting him. He's clearly a very talented man, and I cannot wait to sit down and have a long conversation with him. I'm very excited about him being there and very excited about any future opportunities we can work together. So, Yeah. So yeah, Henry Cavill is going to meet with James Gunn. We don't know what those conversations will be until James Gunn babbles about it on social media. Meanwhile, after having to say that uh, Phil Spencer has to try and prove to everyone that buying Activision Blizzard will not be a bad thing for the industry in his continuing quest, uh, he had to come out on, MB- on CNBC and spot by Eurogamer. Spencer said on, du- on WSJ Live that Wall Street Journal that Microsoft's subsidi- subsidiary is uh, the-, the cost of its Xbox console with the exception that people will spend money on its profitable add-on products later. Subsidizes, I mean, saying they lose 100 to 200 per console is a fair significant amount given that this retails sale for 4.99 and 2.99 respectively on the Xbox X and Series S, but consumes them then purchasing additional controllers, headsets, games, and subscription services like Live and Gold and Game Pass is seemingly enough to just start the hit on day one. Spencer has admitted that Xbox can't maintain these console prices forever, though, and its main competitor has already raised the prices in yada 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 in Europe and all that other place. I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things, but going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices. Then we'll screw everybody over, but at least we'll not be like on the naughty list. <laughs> Meanwhile, good news, everyone! The Last of Us TV show on HBO has set for a release date for January 15, 2023. <sighs> yeah, this came out after a leak from HBO Max app and website, so they just said, F it, we'll do it. We'll just make the announcement. So, cool. Let's just hope it doesn't end like what went down at Last of Us 2 and how that depressed everybody. Meanwhile, Warcraft's Death Knight class is coming to Hearthstone. The Death Knight class is being added to Hearthstone and is impressively varied gameplay thanks to Blood, Frost, Undead Rune System, and Corpse Mechanic. It will have 68 cards at launch. Alongside of the new class will be a new expansion, March of the Lynch King, which is brewing Warcraft lore and based on the Lynch King's Scourge attacking the Blood Elves in Silvermoon City, it will introduce a new keyword, Undead is a new minion type, debating with the set and hundreds of Legacies cards has also been tagged as Undead, many minions are now dual Type 2. And its first neutral spell, the Sunwell will be added. Not only that, if you log into the game now, you'll get it for free at the time this video's or the time this uh article's released, which is back on November 1st. Sign- signature cards are being introduced to Hearthstone, which has alternate expansion specific arts. Okay, I never played Hearthstone, so okay. Also, because Naughty Dog wants to bank on The Last of Us, they're making a tabletop game. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're going to get the Skyrim treatment, aren't we? I'm scared. And last but not least for this first half of this podcast, Remedy provides updates on Alan Wake 2 and its Control spinoff and more. Alan Wake and Control developer Remedy has five games in development. The studio should minor updates on each one of their recent business releases, The CEO of Remedy uh, said Alan Wake 2 is in full production stage and that's still on track for release in 2023, saying the game is coming together on all fronts, but there's a lot of of work left to do. We haven't heard about Alan Wake since since they shared the new concept art back in May, but at the time, the director Sam Lake said a lot of the game was already playable. There's two control projects in the works, such as a four-player co-op PvE title last which is codenamed Condor and codenamed Harrow and said so the multiplayer project is still in the proof of concept stage codenamed Heron, meanwhile is Remedy's biggest budget control game currently in the concept stages and Remedy and Tencent are co-publishing Vanguard a free-to-play co-op competitive multiplayer title that, will also, that is also still in the proof of concept stage when the game was announced back in December it was described as a free to play, cooperative PvE shooter that combines Remedy's narrative expertise and action gameplay into an immersive multiplayer experience. Beyond that, there's no update about Vanguard. There's, no, there's still don't, no one knows much about Vanguard. He also wrote about the Max Paint 1 and 2 remake Remedy's working on alongside Rockstar Games, seeing development continue with a small core team. That remake was announced back in April, where we learned that Remedy would handle development on Alan Wake 2 and controls Northlight, game engine. Alan Wake 2 is the only one of Remedy's projects with a release-in window. Beyond that, we have no concept of when the control projects or partnerships with Tencent and Rockstar will be completed until we know more. we can also look forward to the Alan TV show to being developed at AMC. So, yeah. Busy, 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 busy bees. Okay, we'll be back after these messages. This is your host, Eric Brown of Neo Reality Collectives. Feel free to take your, a drink, go to the bathroom, do any of that. See you all again, stay tuned for this ad break. We'll see you all again in a few minutes. We're back. Let's finish this whole thing off and finally move on with our days. So, the Embracer group, after having just bought a bunch of studios from Square Enix, has decided to say... And we're going to shut down one of you. (sighs) Formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, the studio was acquired by the rest of Square Enix Warner's Western Holdings back in August and it subsequently took the name of Onomano, or whatever I butchered that, back in October. According to Bloomberg, the move is likely a cost cutting measure as iOS Montreal is reportedly reducing the scope of one project and plans to cancel another. Isles Montreal is also reportedly helping Microsoft develop a game in the Fable franchise, though it's unclear if it's serving as a support studio for Playground Games' is Fable, though it appears to be similar to the deal that Crystal Dynamics has with the initiative to co-develop Perfect Dark. So, 200 people have a job. And I must stress, um, they also did a bunch of games... Like, a, like the Go series of mobile games, but that's not really my importance on that. But like 200 people out a job after you had just bought the studio. So, what are we supposed to take from this? Meanwhile, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Remember that dark, twisted, low-budget horror movie they're making called Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. <sighs> So, the director has revealed that they plan to announce and is preparing to do a Peter Pan horror movie, too. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Phantom Events announced that it will release director, r- release the director's movie of, of The Thing in theaters on, April, on February 15th across the U.S. we plans to showcase the film in the U.K., Canada, and Mexico. It's. <clears throat> oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, this just depresses me. Yeah. So that was going on. Meanwhile, Atomic Hearts has finally released their release date for the first-person action RPG, set for February 21st, 2023, along with a trailer for showcasing its gameplay. Eight. And developers, Mundfish, and publisher Focus Entertainment are now preferring that players will be able to explore the game's mysterious world on PC, PS5, Xbox X, and Series S, and PS4 and Xbox One, along with Game Pass in February. Set in an alternate version of 1950 Soviet, in which robots and other advanced technology were developed during World War II, because, of course, robots designed to help humans have since turned against their creators, because, of course... <sighs> yeah... Uh, and a very variety of secret experiments have led to an accidental creation of terrifying meters wreaking havoc on your mission. Because life sucks. And, like, we're pretty much at that point now, I think, so uh, I say we're screwed either way. Meanwhile, The Last of Us finally gets a premiere date for January 15, 2023, and everyone rejoiced. Meanwhile, uh, EA has decided to reiterate that it, that a major game will be released before April 2023 and that is said to be probably, maybe, most likely guaranteed Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Okay? It's part kind of their whole investment stuff. Meanwhile, Hideo Kojima adds Deadpools to Shiro Katsnya. I I, I butchered that. I am so, so sorry. Add to his game, add to his next project. And Hideo Kojima is not telling anyone what it is. Just cryptic posts. Meanwhile, the original Wesker actor for Resident Evil is pleasantly surprised to learn his character is famous. Um <laughs> uh, yeah Wait, uh do you how long did it how long did it take for him not to notice that he has a legacy now? So anyways, he then said you um <laughs> um has been saying how reconnecting with fans has quite honestly been life changing. It has been a huge blessing, meeting a large number of great people that are supportive, kind, and witty. It may have just been a bit surprising at first, the incredible affection that people got have for the game, but I don't feel that way now. I get it. This regards to how he's um, launched a YouTube channel, has been playing with his with his son, and. Um, Playing through the Resident Evil series, so yeah, the actor's experiencing the insanity of his original character and how popular it's gotten. And Black Panther two, before Chadwick Boseman's passing, uh, the Ryan Coogler decided to come out and talk about what the original story was going to be had had Chadwick Boseman lived. And it would have focused on the events of Avengers Endgame, and and it was always going to be about grief. While the movie coming to theaters next week is about mourning, Bowden's character T'Challa, the original script was grieving for the five years lost in the time between his death in Infinity War and Resurrection Endgame. Saying the tone was going to be similar. The character was going to be grieving the loss of time. You know, coming back after being gone for five years. As a matter of so much responsibility to so many. Coming back after forced five-year absence. That's what the film was tackling. He was grieving time he couldn't get back. Grief was a big part of it. And following the whole thing, the, uh, the passing. They had to rework the film. And and uh, they always did have Namor, the sub-narrator, being the planned antagonist. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll probably never see that script. It would be kind of interesting to see. But, yeah, I kind of get why they would prefer never to probably ever release it. So... Meanwhile, speaking of Marvel's people, um, the Russo Brothers have announced that they are not coming back to the Marvel Universe until at least 2030, to the point they have no plans to return, saying they still want to put some distance between themselves and Endgame Era and all their works they've done from the Marvel Cinematic Universe anytime soon, saying we were always talking and we need to see what would work. We won't be ready to do anything with Marvel until the end of the decade. So... (laughs) Yeah, they've done Gray Man, everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, but right now they're committed to not coming back, especially not even being the possibility of having the top opportunity to do Secret Wars in the Kang Dynasty, so yeah, but you know, considering what recently came out about them, maybe they should have stuck to the endgame, because... They're working on Hercules, a live-action reinterpretation of the classic animated movie. And... uh, (laughs) They announced that the live-action Hercules... Will be inspired. Remember that whole we remaking it for a modern audience to the point no one understood what that meant. To the point I had to use the Ackman's clip for that because it was just too funny. Again and again. Um, how do I say this delicately. They're going to take is going to be inspired by TikTok. No. No, 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 no. I know you're not the directors in this. Uh but you probably should have stuck to Marvel. Because it's like Robbie Downer Jr. where he went from being the most powerful actor in Hollywood after playing Iron Man for over a decade to doing weird roles that even that people hated and wonder what the hell went wrong, this is the moment you thought, okay, we just did Endgame, we have a lot of momentum, we could probably do a whole bunch of awesome stuff, let's do Hercules, and let's be inspired by TikTok. And LaRussos talked about it in an interview, Say, audience today have been trained by TikTok, right? What is their expectation of what the, that musical looks like and feels like? That could be a lot of fun and help us push the boundaries a little bit and how you execute your modern musical. <sighs> how about... Okay, how, how about... You just... Do what you did with the original at this point, because I would rather prefer you being being a little too faithful to it as opposed to whatever the hell that idea is. Like, does Broadway theater musicals no longer count? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to scream. Anyways, Activision Blizzard and CWA have sparred over the union election, silenced employees' accusations, because Activision Blizzard need more reasons to be to be considered scum. Um, apparently, the argument is that publicizing the votes could affect the whole vote if it's later decided that the unionization will be ha- vote to be held studio-wide or just within the QA testing team. And they filed a motion to impound ballots on the NLBRB and the vote tally be postponed in this part of an area requested to visit ruling that Qualified Blizzard Albany QA team as its bargaining unit. <sighs> yeah, Activision Blizzard is scum! But I do have good news for you all, for you see... The Sandman has been renewed for a second season at Netflix, despite the conflicting reports, deleted tweets, and even concerns regarding the budget. According to Deadline, Netflix has renewed The Sandman, ensuring Neil Gaiman's DC comic will continue with more stories. The new one was accidentally leaked by DC's official Twitter account before it was deleted. The now-deleted tweet jumped the gun, it was trying to say, The dream continues. The Nef- At Netflix Sandman underscore Sandman will return with new episodes based on multiple volumes of Neil Gaiman's graphic novel to explore even more stories of the endless. Netflix later officially confirmed it with the quote, with a quote from Geiman, who says, It gives me an unbelievable pleasure to say that working with Netflix and Warner Bros., Alan Heidenberg, David Goyer, and I will be bringing even more Sandman stories to life. Adding, There are some astonishing stories waiting for Morpheus and the rest of the rest th- of them, not to mention more members of, of the Endless family to meet. Nobody's going to be happier about this than the Sandman cast and crew. They are the biggest Sandman fans there, and, are, and now it's time to get back to work. There's a family meal ahead, after all, and Lucifer is waiting for Morpheus to return to hell. So, yeah, especially after they shocked everyone uh, with a special two part 11th episode. So, finally, DC and Warner, Warner Bros. Discover are doing something right. So, eventually, they're going to do something to screw everything up, right? Because they have to balance, you know, balance the whole thing out. Because, David Zaslav Zasloff is scum. Meanwhile, Remedy has announced Control 2 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. Revealed in a blog post, Remedy and 505 Games are co-developing and co-publishing the sequel, which was previously known as Codename Heroin. And it's thought to be a spin-off rather than the second mainline game. Saying with Control 2, game director said the game director of the of the, of the development said, uh, "With Control 2, we'll take another leap into the unknown. It will be an unexpected journey. It'll take a while, but to put it mildly, this is the most exciting project I've ever worked on. It's still in its early days, but it'll be worth the wait." So they did confirm earlier that Control 2 was still in the concept stages, but they decided to make. And the game hasn't entered active development and it's likely years away. And it's reportedly has a budget of, in U.S. dollar terms, uh, $52 million, which is significantly up from the $30 million it originally had. For context, Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt cost $81 million, while Red Dead Redemption costs between $80 to $100 million. And they do have a cooperative PVE title that's announced, that was announced back in the summer of 2021. So, yeah. Meanwhile, during an interview with Variety, HBO Max, head of original Sarah Auberney, revealed Colin Farrell's Penguin is a gritty, grounded villain, saying how Oz has a hustler and a strategist on the main, mean streets of Gotham. Ooh boy. The goal is to show what Oz's lo- life is like, and that's very much in the streets of Gotham, trying to get up there with, over as only the Penguin can. As a hustler and strategist with his own ambitions... Is a great example of having the time over eight episodes to tell a longer arc story, character, story with a lot of delicious twists and turns and new characters, especially since you are also flooded. It's very much going to be about Gotham at the street level because he's not flying around like Batman does. We are all embracing that as a very specific experience for the audience to have. Well, the Justice League hasn't officially been around in this DC universe and probably will just be a Batman exclusive universe. Uh, so, yeah. So, it will showcase his rise as from Balcony Henchman, most likely, to the villain that he became known as the Penguin. <laughs> Penguin will sit immediately after the end of The Batman and temporarily before the events of the second movie. The show will come out in between the two movies. Now, beyond that, it's from the audience to another will bridge the gap between the two. With the actual release date, I'm not at liberty to say. The Bastards. Meanwhile, Netflix announced that Gears of War movie is coming to Netflix, saying in a tweet, Gears of War should released 16 years ago today, at the time the tweet was from November 7th, um, to mark the occasion, Netflix has partnered with the Coalition to adapt the Gears of War video game saga into a live action feature. However, they announced that they will follow it up with an adult anime series with the potential for more stories to follow. Series creator came on, spoke to IGN and and unfiltered, and responded by tweeting, Oh, she. It's unclear if this project is connected to the Gears of War movie that has been stuck in development for 15 years. Dave Batista, however, has been consistently attached as Marcus Phoenix, which he has described as a dream role. So uh, he's been advocating for the last couple of days since that announcement was made, and it's basically uh, gimme gimme now. Though, considering how Halo ended up, maybe we should wait it out. So, yeah. Meanwhile, James Gunn and P.S. Safran form an 8 to 10 year plan for DC films, TV, and more. The the co CEOs have begun work on an 8 to 10 year plan for DC films, TV shows, animation, and more. As reported, the Hollywood reported the company during a company meeting. James Gunn said that he and his friend have been working with some of the best thinkers in the industry to craft a decade-long plan for upcoming entertainment involving Batman Superman, and other DC characters. The opportunity to make DC as great as it can be and as it should be—that's the reason why I'm doing this job. Because, because I know that Peter and I can do it. We can do it. We spent the past couple of days with a group of some of the best thinkers in the industry, the best writers in the industry, starting to map out that 8-10 to year plan of what it's going to look like in theater, in TV, in animation, across the board for these characters. So... So based on the way he's saying everything... It sounds like this new DCEU will be beyond movies and TV, and it looks like it will also involve the cartoons, animations, and potentially video games. Which means, does that mean Wonder Woman's story will be retconned to feature the game that's that's being made in development for next year, hopefully? I mean, who knows? It could be awesome. We'll see. But sadly, I'm here to report bad news. Over the weekend this weekend, Kevin Conroy, the iconic voice of Batman in the animated series in the Arkham Games, tragically passed away at age 66 after a short battle of cancer, dying on November 10th. Saying he's been in a post, uh, they announced that he's been ill for a while, but he really put in a lot of time at the con to the joy of all his fans. He will be sorely missed, not just by the cast of the series, but by his legion of fans all over the world. He also played in *The Killing Joke* and even voiced his character in the *Multiverses* game. playing Thomas Wayne in the upcoming series *Batman: Cape Crusader*. Though it was unclear if he will still feature in the world following his death. Along with that, other characters, other actors like Mark Hamill, gave their gave their condolences in and talked about how he was great and he was one of the best people he ever met like Mark Hamill saying it and yeah it was a sad day for many I was in denial that like saying please tell me this isn't true please tell me this isn't true but yeah Kevin Conway your dedication to the art And your iconicness with Batman defining him for an entire generation of fans will not be forgotten. So, I wanted to initially end it here, but I thought I should end it on a more happier note. And hopefully more comedic. You see, all of a sudden on the weekend, there was a big announcement made. During the Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series, Ash Ketchum took part in the Big Tournament, which premiered in Japan on November 11th. In it, Ash's Pikachu defeated Charizard, belonging to Leon, who video game fans will remember as the champion of Pokemon Sword and Shield's Galar region, took place in the Pokemon World Coronation Series Masters 8 Tournament, which pits champions from all across multiple regions against one another to determine who would be the ultimate Pokemon Master. Oh, so Ash Ketchum, after 25 years, has finally become a Pokemon Master at the age of 10. What? 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 Okay. Sorry about that. You have to understand. Um, that's kind of shocking because now you're left wondering what's gonna happen to Pokemon now, like the journey's over for Ash. Like, the character arc is completed. I mean... Ash is finally the world champion, so, like... He's now the very best that no one ever was. Like... It now ranges to... what? What is exactly gonna happen? Like, is the anime over? Like, is it done? And, yeah, we, we, we're not given any context yet, because it did did feel like the end to an era, like the end to a series was coming. In fact, heading into December, uh, there are two episodes, there are several more episodes left, such as Project New, November 25th, Sees the Future, November, December 2nd, And a callback to the very first episode of the first version of the series, Pokemon, I'm glad I got to meet you. So, does that mean this is it? This is the final episode of Ash's journey that took 25 years and he was 10? I mean, I, I still am wondering the logistical argument of, wait, um... How do we follow up with this? Like, he's finally the Pokemon Master. Yeah, it's just weird and whatnot. So, what happens now? I, is it over after after December? After the last episode of, of season 25? It's surreal, really. So, w- we'll have to see what comes next uh, in December 9th. Uh, Ash finally did it. Huh. Well, I I guess this is it. Well... There will never be an era like this again. So I guess we'll just end it here. So this has been your host, Eric Brown of Neo Reality Collective. Feel free to check out my other content throughout YouTube, the Twitterverse, for as long as it can last before Twitter implodes, and other variety of content showings. And I'll see you all again next time. Stay tuned for more. Take care and peace out